Join us for lively discussion about the A-State community. Each week, we'll meet with a variety of faculty, staff, and students to discuss all things Arkansas State University. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. And welcome to A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. I'm Jonathan Reeves, Academic Advisor in the School of Media and Journalism and the Department of Communication in the College of Liberal Arts and Communication at Arkansas State. A podcast on Arkansas history is available now, and the second season is in the works. Really excited to tell you about this, and telling us about this more today is Social Science Program Director and Early College Programs Coordinator, Dr. Heather McNamee. McNamee has also served as the host for the podcast. And Asia Webster is Program Officer for Grants and Public Programs at the Arkansas Humanities Council and is the new host for the podcast. Thank you both for joining us here today. Welcome to A-State Connections. Thank, Thank you so much. So first of all, I wanted to have you all tell us a little bit about yourself and your connections to Arkansas State. Dr. McNamee, we'll start off with you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Jonathan, for having us. Uh, so I've been at Arkansas State in pretty much every capacity possible <laughs> uh, since the early 2000s. Got my undergraduate degree here, got my master's degree in history. I've been a uh, part-time instructor in the history department since 2010. And then uh, now that I'm Dr. McNamee, I am an assistant professor of history in that department as well. Welcome to A-State Connections. And Asia, want to get your connection to Arkansas State. So I was actually here as a student my freshman and sophomore year in like 2014 to 2016. And funny enough, I worked in this department, but on the radio side, I have my own radio show for like two days a week. Sure. So right. kind of full circle moment doing the podcast now. <laughs> and that was on Red Wolf Radio? Red Wolf Radio, yeah. All right, Tuesdays that's awesome. and Wednesdays. Fantastic. Yeah, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you can catch me. So the thing about it is, though, is it seems to be like a natural progression for you now because you are going to be continuing on with this history podcast as the host. I know you're excited about that. Very excited. Um, me and Heather talked about this what, in like November mm -hmm. about me sort of taking over because she has other things <laughs> going on right now. And it was kind of like, oh, full circle because I originally went to college to be a radio host. But, you know, podcasting is close enough. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. You know, that's one thing when we talk about trying to find different podcasts that are out there. I mean, there are so many of them that are out there, but I think what really is a unique thing, and there's a lot of history podcasts out there. Arkansas history, not so much. So tell us about this, Dr. McNamee. Why did you choose Arkansas history for this? Yeah, so for me, it was just kind of a natural uh, decision. Um, I study Arkansas history. My main uh, research area is Northeast Arkansas, Jonesboro specifically. And so when I became part of the Arkansas Humanities Council uh, Next Gen Committee, and they were coming up, we were all coming up with ideas for projects and things like that. Obviously, history is within my uh, knowledge base, and I didn't really know much about podcasting, but I listened to a lot of podcasts, uh, and I did notice that there were a couple of smaller podcasts out of Little Rock, but I thought, um, you know, that it would be great to do an Arkansas history podcast about some of the lesser told uh, tidbits in Arkansas history, mm -hmm. and so I uh, went to the executive director of the Humanities Council. She thought it was a great idea. They sponsored it, and so, yes. Yeah, 
season one uh, was made during the pandemic, which was interesting. So lots of remote interviews, thank goodness for Zoom and, <laughs> and, uh, right. and telephones and, and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, doing an Arkansas history related podcast was just sort of a no brainer for me since that's, that's my research focus. Well, why is it so important for us to be able to know about the history of Arkansas? Yeah, I think a lot of folks, you know, uh, especially like teenagers and middle school students, they they have Arkansas history courses, uh, but most of the time they're only one semester, and and so you can't really get into a lot of depth uh, with Arkansas history. And so if that's your kind of only exposure to Arkansas history in the classroom, as adults, as older, um, as you know, even older teenagers who are finished with uh, school, I think podcasting provides this kind of unique educational opportunity. And especially the episodes that I did in season one about these lesser known but very important topics in Arkansas history, for example, uh, one of the most popular podcast episodes for season one is about the Elaine Race Massacre in mm -hmm. 1919. And I just heard time and time again from native Arkansans, folks who had lived there, here their whole lives, that they had no idea that one of the worst episodes, if not the worst um, uh, racial, racially motivated massacre happened in the state. And so I just saw that as an opportunity to really educate folks about that. Um, and uh, same thing with like Japanese internment camps. Uh, there's an episode about that in season one as well. And so just those lesser known, lesser talked about uh, moments of Arkansas history that really formed such an important background in our state's history uh, and really helps us kind of make sense of the senseless sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, more importantly, kind of helps us try to make sense of um, of what's going on in the state now. As I was looking over some of the episodes in season one, you know, a lot of people talk about what happened in Little Rock with Little Rock mm -hmm. 9. Also, another thing people may not know about is Hoxie. Yeah. And kind of tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So again, uh, I know that being a native Arkansan, I had read about and learned about the Little Rock Nine since elementary school. And, you know, what a phenomenal story there uh, that deserves to be told and retold and, and all of that. But uh, being from Northeast Arkansas, one of the, the missing pieces of Arkansas history that um, I was really searching for was like, what's going on in Northeast Arkansas. And so I had heard about the Hoxie desegregation stuff in the 1950s. And, you know, Hoxie was one of the first schools in the state to desegregate. Um, and after the public, Life Magazine literally came to Hoxie, did a story on the peaceful desegregation. Well, in, and you'll learn about this if you listen to the podcast episode, which I hope you will, right. um, <clears throat> that what ends up happening is there's, there's statewide resistance. A lot of folks, uh, a lot of folks from what were called the White Citizens Councils uh, start coming to Hoxie and really protesting what had otherwise been a peaceful desegregation uh, there in their public school system. And so, again, just a lesser told story uh, than the Little Rock Nine, um, but that one that deserves to be told and retold and 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 learned about as well. If that particular uh, story, uh, that particular episode, did you find that maybe people that were in Hoxie in that area, no matter what the race, were for 
that and that it was just people that were outside of town that were against it. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, and actually I interviewed Miss Ethel Tompkins, who is just oh. a treasure, just a state treasure. Love her. Yeah, Love her. she's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and she was one of the children, uh, one of the black children to desegregate Hoxie. And, I mean, she tells the full story through her experience, right? Like, And one of the things that I really tried to do in that episode was not – uh, and really in all the episodes was to not censor uh, the folks that I was interviewing to let them tell their story and kind of let uh, let their story be the episode. And, and I think that that's one of the episodes that does that really well. It is Miss Tompkins telling um, her story. And so one of the things that she says is that, um, that it did seem to be a lot of folks coming from outside of Hoxie um, after what had otherwise been a peaceful desegregation. But she is also very clear that there was still some mentality in that town too uh, that was against desegregation and kind of let these outside folks, um, you know, really inspire them and continued to be, uh, continued to be against desegregation after, um, after there had initially been that peaceful desegregation too. So it's, it's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite episode of season one, um, just because she really tells the Hoxie desegregation story so well, which makes sense since she was literally there. Right, <laughs> so. exactly. Asia, I want to bring you into the conversation. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to bring you in yet, but I was wanted to ask you your thoughts, because these are like oral histories, basically, is what they are. Your, your thoughts on the importance of having these stories told in this podcast? I've always been a fan of oral histories, personally, because it's something that connects, like, everybody. Like, whether you can read or write, whether this is, you know, something that you can relate to or not, hearing it from that person is always going to draw you in. It's always going to put that personal touch, that personal feeling. So when you're listening to the podcast, you're able to hear what Miss Ethel was going through at that time. You're able right. to feel those emotions that she was going to, and it just adds that extra personal connection mm -hmm. to everything. What have you liked? What's been kind of your your maybe your favorite episode or what what have you liked about the uh, the Arkansas History podcast? I love the episode on the Elaine Massacre. I know yeah. that's like the most popular one, but I, maybe that's like me following the crowd, but I really loved that one because that's such a powerful story. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What was it about it that just captivated you? I think it was the fact that because I've heard the story before, just growing up in a similar small town in Arkansas, mm -hmm. but maybe just, how do I put this? You hear so much about Tulsa, you hear, it was kind of coming off the backs of well, a lot of people talking about that, mm -hmm. that hearing that Elaine Massacre story just really brought it all home mm -hmm. to sure. me, and that's really what was like my favorite part, that yeah. just that it was an Arkansas story in mm -hmm. general, just mm -hmm. really, put that touch on it and just made it personal for me. And you're referencing the Tulsa race riots, is yes, that correct? Yes, Tulsa okay. race riots, because that was, there was a big thing about that right around that time, sure. because it was like the anniversary of it. So it was that was all over the news, but then like Elaine was just right here, right mm -hmm. down the road, essentially, like hearing that. So I want to ask about how people can find this podcast, because we're going to talk about season two when we come back on the other side of the break. 
How do people find the podcast? Yeah, so uh, I've tried to make it as accessible as possible. Um, you can find it on Apple Podcasts. You can also find it on Spotify. Um, and then there is a, uh, it's also on Anchor. It's on wherever you get your podcasts, as the mm -hmm. podcasters like to say, pretty much. It's been pushed out to as many podcast providers as possible. Um, and you can find it by searching AR History, um, our history. Okay, so our, yeah, I like that. Our, our history. history. Yes. <laughs> kind of like done, our history. That yeah. was done deliberately, yes. Well played. <laughs> Love a good pun. Weather, uh, well played. And, you know, and that's fantastic there. So we're going to take a quick break. Social Science Program Director and Early College Programs Coordinator, Dr. Heather McNamee, joining us as well as Asia Webster here on A-State Connections on KASU and ASU-TV. We'll take a break. Back with more after this. ASU TV, shows like Red Wolf Roundtable, ASU TV News, Westside Football, and more. Gain real life experience while doing what you love. Get involved with ASU TV today. Are you looking for an education that will take you places? At Arkansas State University, we're preparing students for success in today's ever-changing job market. With expert faculty and cutting-edge technology, we're creating an environment where students can thrive and reach their full potential. And with a diverse student body and a supportive community, you'll find plenty of options to get involved and make lifelong connections. Discover all that Arkansas State University has to offer. Apply today and start your journey to a brighter future. Red Wolf Radio is a student-led organization at Arkansas State University wanting to hear your takes on pop culture, music, the news, and college life. Just about anything you can think of. Located in the Education and Communications building on campus, we are always looking for more volunteers. So if you're an Arkansas State University student, no matter the major, and this is something that interests you, shoot us an email at redwolfradio at astate.edu. That's redwolfradio at astate.edu. Let them hear you how. At Arkansas State, we want you to go. Go where learning soars, takes flight, and rockets ahead. Go for experiences, internships, and scholarships. We want you to go. Become A-State Maine. Are you ready to go? Go.astate.edu for details. Live from the ASU TV studios in the School of Media and Journalism, this is A-State Connections. A-State Connections on KASU and ASU TV. I'm Jonathan Reeves. Social Science Program Director and Early College Programs Coordinator Dr. Heather McNamee joins me along with Asia Webster, a Program Officer for Grants and Public Programs at the Arkansas Humanities Council. We're talking about the AR History Podcast or the R History Podcast. Thanks for joining us here on A-State Connections. Welcome back. Now, I know this was a, something that you started, uh, Dr. McNamee, along with the Arkansas Humanities Council. I want to get you, Asia, to talk about the Humanities Council, if you don't mind. 
So the Arkansas Humanities Council, the tagline is making connections because that's really what we do. We're all about bringing the humanities um, to the whole state. And, and through that, we have programs like Hughes Kids Club where you can sign your kid up or a teacher can sign up a whole classroom and all these activities that they can do. We do grants like specialty grants for teachers, museum grants for museums. So anything and everything we can do to spread the humanities across the state to really get people involved with their community. Right. And when you make that definition of humanities, what goes into humanities, if you don't mind my asking about that? Because some people may be like, well, what, what are the humanities? You know, we are still trying to figure that out a little bit because it's like everything that makes us human and yeah. is about being a human. So culture, even politics, law, um, philosophy, psychology, the arts, because I have a theater arts background, so sure. that's involved, literature. So any and everything that encompasses being a human is technically the humanities. And history. And history, And obviously. we're talking about history. And history. So the AR History Podcast or the R history podcast is going into season two and dr mcnamee i know you hosted season one i know you've had you've had a lot on your plate but you've i know you've enjoyed <laughs> yes. the podcast though yes oh i have loved doing it um uh, as asia said earlier back in november we were out at the national humanities conference in los angeles and i was she was expressing interest in in podcasting and coming you know helping me with the project and i was like honestly if you would like to take season two <laughs> because I just have so much stuff going on. A lot of great stuff, uh, stuff that I love doing, most of it here at Arkansas State, but um, I was very happy to have a willing uh, season two uh, person come in. So Right. And so she's going to be great. She's going to be great. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so tell us about what you're working on for season two. So season two, I wanted to make it, I guess, more human-focused, if that's a thing. Um, and also, I wanted to be able to connect people who feel like history is so far away with things that are happening right now that are historical or historical people that are already in your community. Right. So, for example, my first interview that's happening later on today, I'm actually driving down to Helena now, is to go to the Delta Dirt Distillery. And it's the first black-owned distillery in the state. Like, they're doing big things. It's a family-owned business. It, Like, who knew that wow. it was even down there in Helena? <laughs> wow. So let's talk to them, see how that happened, how that came about. Right. And what else do you have that you're kind of thinking about? Um, Craig O'Neill is obviously, he's on the slate. I have him locked in. I'm so excited to interview him because he's seen so much of Arkansas history. So to be able to ask somebody from a viewer, from a reporter's standpoint, how, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about, like where the state is going? Great. Right. And my special guest, my opening is the mayor of Earl, who's 18 years old, youngest mayor in the country. Super excited for that one. Right. So how do you come up with these? And uh, Heather, I'm going to bring you in on this as well. How do you all come up with the podcast ideas for what the next show is going to be? Yeah, I know that for season one, um, for me, it was just really thinking about those lesser told events. Um, and if you look at season one, there are a couple of episodes about specific people, um, but it's very much events focused. Um, Elaine, Hoxie desegregation, sure. Japanese internment, etc. Um, but one of the things that Asia and I talked about in November was that she's much more like, let's talk to people about the now and how they got here and, and things like that. And I just loved that. Um, and so, uh, you know, for me, it was just thinking about those lesser told stories. Um, I, I literally just had a notepad thinking about what did I not 
learn in Arkansas history in like junior high and high school that I wish was talked about more and kind of going from there. Um, and then Asia can speak about kind of how she came up with hers. Um, it was more so like I was thinking people, well, no, for me, it's like a lot of times because I am kind of young, it's like I feel like I can't do anything or that I'm not making a big enough effect or change in my state or in my community. So finding those people who have done it, who have made these big changes, who have affected the state and state history forever, who are they? You know, where are they? Let me talk to them. Let me bring them in so that other people know about them and what they're doing and just make the community feel like, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that's, that's what storytelling is all about. You know, it, it's that part of storytelling. People love stories and being able to, uh, to, to provide that content. As you were doing this, and I wanted you, kind of, I wanted you to think about this, uh, Dr. McNamee, in season one. As you were doing research, as you were recording your podcast and all that, were the th was there something that maybe surprised you that you just, you weren't, you, you knew maybe a little bit, but maybe you didn't know everything when you were doing the interview? Uh, you know, just some, maybe some surprising things. Yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the things that I really learned in the Elaine Massacre episode, um, not so much about the history of Elaine, um, not much surprised me with that because I'd read several books about it and things, but in my interview, I really learned about how that event continues to influence Elaine today, over 100 years later, and I think you know, on the one hand, I knew that, like, how could something so horrific not have lasting impacts? But I think in the episode, really seeing how it continued to influence uh, the survivors of that decades later, uh, the silence around it, um, I think was, was kind of... Uh, something that maybe wasn't necessarily new to me. Maybe mm -hmm. I thought about it, but just hearing how um, uh, the woman that I interviewed, um, how her grandmother just seemed to still be really fearful decades later, yeah. I think really resonated with me. Um, and the fact that she agreed with her grandmother, uh, Miss Lisa Hicks Gilbert, um, who is now the mayor of Elaine, mm -hmm. um, she was the person that I interviewed for that episode, and she w agreed with her grandmother to not talk about it until after her grandmother passed away. And I just thought that that really, hearing her say that, like that level that her grandmother still, the fear that her grandmother still had right. about talking about that. Um, and that's something that we have to be mindful of in telling these stories too, um, is that especially when it's about uh, these these categories of race, gender, whatever in the state that can uh, that continue to influence folks politically, um, not everyone is going to be willing to talk about them. Um, and the folks who are willing to talk about them just being careful and mindful of of their own anxieties and uh, and telling their stories as well. Right, because these are not easy topics exactly. to talk about. But one thing I know that was kind of on the flip side, one thing that seems to have been very popular is that you have a couple of episodes I think there are two about state parks, yes. and I know that everyone loves the loves his state parks. So let's yes. talk about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, one of the other super popular episodes is about the Crater of Diamonds State Park, and I actually think that uh, you know one of the reasons it's so popular is because 
I know that like even my friends and I have talked about like when are we going to go searching for diamonds you know like when are we <laughs> and I think for me interviewing uh, Wayman Cox uh, down there one of the park superintendents down, uh, interpreters down there was just really interesting because in the in the interview I said now if I come down there can I really keep a diamond like are you what's the catch you know and so uh, so that one's super popular uh, the most recent episode that I just did a few months ago about Crowley's Ridge State Park is also uh, pretty popular and so so yeah I mean there are a lot of really deep episodes about um, what are really horrific events like Elaine and and things but there are some uh, there are some fun uh, podcast uh, episodes of season one too where you can listen and turns out you can if you find a diamond down there you can in fact leave the park with it so yeah that those were really fun to do it's always fun we go to when you when you see these pictures of people who will find yes. these diamonds you know the, the this the carrots and yes. and that i mean it's just it's fantastic yeah. um so this is the ar history podcast our history podcast of course i thought that was well played uh for that um and Asia, thank you for the work that you're doing on taking that over. I know that you're really excited about doing that on your way to Helena uh, to, to talk and, and doing some other stuff. So how many episodes do you want to do in season two? Season two is going to be six episodes. Okay. Six episodes. I want to say I'm going to try to do it over six weeks. It may be over 12 weeks. Sure. But shooting for six, six sure. episodes, six weeks. Well, people are excited about this, and uh, I know that they're available everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Very good. Yep. Everywhere you could possibly find a podcast, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we appreciate you coming in today. Before we let you run, anything else, Dr. McNamee, you'd like to add? Yeah. No, just uh, I really encourage you to check out the podcast. Um, again, AR History. Um, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I know that Asia is going to do a great job uh, with season two, and we're already talking about potentially collaborating on season three uh, down the road. So I think this is going to be around for a little while. And, um, yeah, just yeah. super excited. Gonna have, have a good time. Yeah. Asia, anything else you'd like to add, please? Um, if you have any ideas for season three, let me know. I'm findable. ArkansasHumanitiesCouncil.org. Yeah. Message me, email me, let me know. So is your is your email there? Uh, there My on the email website? is there. It's okay. awebster at arkansashumanitiescouncil.org. It's really long, but email me if you have any suggestions for season three. Open to anything. I think mm -hmm. we are yeah, pretty much open, open to yeah. anything. Yeah, we want to keep this thing going for sure because yes. it's, it's an important podcast to be able to talk about the history of Arkansas. Sure. Thank you both for being here today. Yeah, thank we you. We have thank really you so enjoyed this interview in, yeah, in this thanks. time. So that'll do it for this edition of A-State Connections. I want to thank my guest, Heather McNamee, and also Asia Webster for joining us today. I also want to thank creative media production instructor Galen Perkins and his amazing students who are always running the show behind the scenes, and they do a fantastic job. Thanks to engineers Derek Herring and Clayton Holderfield for their help, and also thank you for watching. And don't forget, A-State Connections is heard every Saturday morning at 11 on 91.9 FM KASU, also streaming on the KASU mobile app. So long, everyone. We'll see you next time.